Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever podcast episode of the Creative Productive Podcast. Very imaginative name, I know, but you know, let's just call a spade a spade. That's what we're going to be talking about. Our busy lives can easily get in the way of us pursuing the things that we love doing, but it's so important to make time and find motivation to pursue our creative passions. Enter the Creative Productive Podcast. Every week you can join me, Sarah Boyle, aka Stationary Magpie, to talk everything creativity and productivity. I'll be interviewing some lovely inspiring creatives to find out more about how they got in touch with their creativity and how they fit it into their varied busy lives, as well as sharing some valuable mini coaching episodes with lessons on creative and productive strategies. Ooh, that was a bit of a tongue twister. That you can use to build an inspiring, fulfilling life that's going to bring you joy, because that's what we want, isn't it? So if you want to find more time for your passions, feel in control of your busy life and get the confidence to do the creative thing that you've always wanted to do, then this is the podcast for you. But I'm guessing that some of you might actually have stumbled across this podcast randomly, although I would be very surprised right now, but we never know. Um, So I thought it would be a really good idea to do a bit of an introduction episode to tell you a bit more about me and my story and what Stationary Magpie was and now is all about because we've had some big changes and for those of you that know me already then hi again you might learn some new things about me so hi my name is Sarah I am currently 26 and I live in a small village in North Wales with a very long name I'm Welsh although not everyone picks up that from my accent it's not like a super strong one but I'm definitely Welsh I do speak it and I do love it Um, Some very quick facts about me to get us started. So the first one is that I'm a crazy cat lady. I lived in Mexico a couple of years ago and I did feed quite a lot of the stray cats and I think there are about 20 of them that would hear me get home on my bike and they would all come running out of the, the bushes and be crying for food from me but that was like heaven for me because I could just sit and have all these lovely cats all around me. Um, I also have a tiny tattoo of a cat, which is my only tattoo, and it will always only be that tattoo, never getting another one. Um, I don't currently have a cat myself, but my mum just adopted a beautiful black and white cat called Gabby, who I'm absolutely obsessed with. Um, My old cat Holly was my 11th birthday present. She was super sweet, but sadly she passed away at the beginning of the year, just before lockdown. I miss her a lot, but... It's nice to have Gabby now as my furry sister. Um, The second fact is that I'm a full-on coffee addict. I am just a bit obsessed with it. I love the taste. I love the social aspect. I love all of like the kind of intricacies of having all the random different pieces of equipment, all the tasting of different flavours. I get a coffee subscription in the post now. I have a coffee advent calendar. Um, I just really love everything about coffee. I really miss going to coffee shops and seeing people, but it's not too bad. It means that this year I've vastly increased my coffee equipment so that I can do everything at home. Um, But I have a lot of coffee equipment. I usually have about three good old strong coffees and it's kind of a bit of a joke that I'm such an addict, but I don't really care. I love it. Um, The third one is that my mum is my best friend, which is very cheesy, but it is true. Um, Growing up, my dad was disabled and my mum was his carer. So I was her only child, but I do actually have two older half-siblings from my dad. Um, And me and my mum have a really close bond. So 
our favourite things to do together are things like going for a day mooching in the charity shops and then of course having a stop for coffee and cake. We like going for walks, we can talk for ages, we love watching funny programmes together. She's just the best person and I feel like I can tell her pretty much everything, probably more than some people would tell their mums but we have a very close bond and there's lots of respect between us. So the fourth one is that I'm actually quite an introvert, which I know might not feel like it adds up. But if you've seen me on Instagram being super like, like loud and high energy and friendly and like, you know, confident reaching out to people, but it's a little bit different. I often feel like I need time to recharge myself socially. And if I'm in a group, it can take a lot of energy for me to kind of perform. I'm a lot better in a one-on-one situation with a people because I feel like I get lost in multiple conversations and I always like to kind of take my time with a conversation. I always feel like there's a lot to say, so I don't know, I just prefer a one-on-one situation. But I do really enjoy teaching and running workshops because for me that's something a little bit different to social kind of interacting. Um, And the fifth one is that in 2016, just after I finished my degree, I discovered bullet journaling, which was basically the catalyst that started off this entire thing. And it's the reason that you're listening to me right now on this podcast that I've created. But we'll talk more about bullet journaling in the future. Essentially, it's a planner that you design yourself. And this means that you can both tailor it to suit your productivity needs and you can add your own personal touch of creativity which is why I think it's such a success and why I'm still using it today. So what is Stationery Magpie and how did it start? So Stationery Magpie started out as a blog. It was 2017 and I'd just been through some really, really big life changes. Sounds a lot more dramatic than it is when I tell people, but basically I'd had two really close family members pass away. Another close family member was having really intense cancer treatment and I'd started a PGCE, which is a teacher training course for some ridiculous reason. And those of you in the UK, especially if any of you are teachers, will know how intense the PGCE is because you're essentially teaching kids and doing the job as well as learning on the job and having essays. So it was ridiculously intense, especially for that time in my life. Um, basically I'd got into the course in January when everything was fine and obviously by the time that it started and everything was happening I didn't really know what else to do other than just kind of carry on with what I'd planned because I had nothing else to keep me going so it just made sense to do it Um, but obviously that was too much for me I was just asking way too much of myself and I needed to be there for my family I was quite far away so I decided to quit because I was absolutely miserable And I had all these feelings about like, what does it mean if I quit? I'm not a quitter. Like, I feel really bad quitting. Like, can I not just carry on and finish the year? Like, does it, you know, could I just put up with this for a year? But in the end, I decided that I wasn't happy. I wasn't going to be happy in that job. So deciding to quit was probably the best decision I've ever made. And I don't regret a single day (laughs) afterwards. I think it was the best thing for me. I have friends that carried on and finished it. And kudos to them, but it was not for me. So when I quit, I decided that I needed something that was going to kind of keep me sane because essentially I had no other plans. I was just going to move home again and maybe look for a kind of a basic job. So I'd had a few websites and blogs and things in the past that never really picked up much momentum. 
Um, I'd had like a travel blog. I'd tried to do something to do with fancy dress, which was really weird. Um, but I dropped both of them because I just decided that they weren't really working. And at the time when I was going to move home, I was still super obsessed with bullet journaling and stationery. And I don't know, I just had this idea of like, well, I could write a blog about this and that could be something to focus on um, that's going to kind of keep me sane while I'm just at home again and not really moving forward in the traditional sense of, you know, having a career and moving out and things. Um, And as well, I was getting a lot of questions from people when people were seeing me use it in my kind of daily life. So I thought, why not? Stationary Magpie was born. I bought the domain name and all of the hosting and I started designing a logo and the website all on the same day. And um, a family member was really helpful and helped me kind of tweak my website and things. I'd had a bit of experience in the past, so it wasn't too difficult. But yeah, essentially from there... It just kind of started to grow. So it was initially a lot more about just writing blog posts about promoting stationary products and talking about buying stuff for your journal. I was actually a little bit scared of starting to write kind of advice articles on how to bullet journal because I felt like a lot of people had already done them. Um, Obviously, that doesn't matter because I still have my own voice and my own, you know, way of explaining things, which is totally unique. But at the time I was like, well, other people have done it so well. What's the point? Um, obviously that's a ridiculous attitude to have with anything on the internet. If you never did anything that someone had done before, you would never do anything. So I'm glad I started to write stuff about bullet journaling. Um, but I carried on kind of talking about products and like, you know, five stationary products that look like cactuses and things like that. And I just kind of carried on a bit like that for a while. I started learning new things with, you know, blog posts and search engine optimization and kind of graphic design and things like that. And I was kind of just plodding along with it, doing the same thing, sharing it, kind of waiting for it to suddenly blow up. And obviously that wasn't going to happen. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in the past few years is that if you just keep doing the same thing over and over, you can't really expect completely different results. It's very rare that things would suddenly go that viral to make it like an overnight success. Um, So I started to realise that if I wanted something to change with my my website and my blog, I was going to have to make a change myself and figure it out a bit more. So I started to realise I needed to do something differently and I made the decision to hire a coach. Um, I'd been listening to a lot of creative business podcasts, reading some blogs and things, trying some of the free stuff, but I just felt like if I had someone that was, you know, concentrating on me and helping me to, like, figure out what I wanted from it, it was going to make all the difference. And, spoiler alert, it did. So, it's been about a year since I started working with Jen. I think we started working together in October 2019. And it's been about a year. So, it's been a massive learning curve and experience. I had to do a lot of, kind of, soul-searching and figuring out what I wanted from the website and the business and what I wanted my life to look like as well. So in that time, I had a rebrand, I kind of refocused my efforts on the things that I enjoyed, and the things that were actually going to make me a bit of money, because I hadn't been paying myself at all, up until literally a few months ago, as I'm recording this. Um, And I started to realise that, you know, it was going to help me to make it even better if I was making money, and it was going to help me to put time into it. So... I did lots of different things. I introduced some products just because I kind of wanted to have a go at designing some stuff. 
I started running workshops, I introduced a membership group, I've collaborated with brands and other small businesses, I've designed some of my own stationery that's being sold in a subscription box, Um, I've introduced parts of my business that I've been really excited about and then just kind of left hanging around and kind of forgotten about them. But everything's been a really wonderful learning curve and it's helped me to figure a lot of things out in my business and in my life. Um, You can read a lot more about this journey if you want to read this rather than listen to me babble on about it. And you can find out some of the cool things that I've done with Stationery Magpie in the past. I have a blog post, three years of Stationery Magpie. How did we get here? Because I'm kind of wondering that it's kind of been a crazy journey, especially over the last year. Things have been quite intensely different. And I'm still figuring everything out, really. This podcast is kind of another part of that. I hope it's going to be something that will stick because I've got some lovely conversations recorded with some wonderful creative people. Um, My business is not focused really anymore on the materialistic kind of acquisition of lots of stuff. But I've kept the name Stationery Magpie because stationery for me is a tool for both creativity and productivity. And, you know, I still can't resist a beautiful pen. I feel like a lot of us feel the same. But now my mission is to help more people discover their creative and productive sides. Stationery just helps that. I want more people, especially women, pursuing their creative passions and growing and learning as they go. and Feeling in control of their lives through productivity methods so that they can do the creative things they're passionate about. Because if we don't have the time to do things, then we can't really enjoy them. I feel like harnessing my creativity and productivity have been two things that have really helped me to cultivate a more joyful life. When I started bullet journaling, it definitely made me a lot more aware of doing things that made me happy and kind of introducing little daily practices that were going to improve my well-being and just my quality of life. I love making connections with other like-minded, creative, productive people and getting inspired. So I hope that the interviews and the mini mini coaching episodes throughout this podcast are going to help you feel the same and get you inspired and excited to make time for your own creative passions. I hope that has you excited for what's to come on the podcast. I have lots of wonderful interviews with people already recorded. And if you're listening to this episode on launch day, then you'll be happy to know that there are two more episodes already available for your listening pleasure. We have one with Millie from Blink Lettering, who is a calligraphy artist and lovely human being. And we also have an episode with Danielle Stanley, who is an independent stationer under the Rowan Trees, where we talk all things from having a business and running it at home to how amazing it is to have your own stationery shop. Thanks so much again for tuning in to my exciting new venture. Um, If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, feel free to send me an email with feedback. Make sure you follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with everything that's going on at Stationery Magpie. And you can find the show notes and lots more resources and information at stationerymagpie.com. I'll put everything you need in the description. And now all that's left to say is have a wonderful, creative, productive day, week, year, life. And I will speak to you soon.